Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of Off the Cuff with Gavin O'Grady. I am your host, Gavin O'Grady, and uh, back for episode six. And uh, yeah, so my last episode, thanks for for everyone who uh, gave that a listen. It was obviously a little bit more of a of a serious topic. Uh, we talked a lot about politics and what's kind of going on in the presidential uh, upcoming presidential race and uh, some recent world events. And uh, it was a good episode, and I appreciate all the feedback that I got from people who listened. And uh, yeah, so now moving on, I know I promised on the uh, the last episode that I, you know, we would be uh, having having on Will Vasilios and Danny Zika this week, but uh, they're impossible to book. So with that being said, I made a quick audible, and I I hope this will. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal because they'll be on next week. But uh, this time, I'm I'm welcoming back the first recurring guest on Off the Cuff, because guess what? It is hockey playoffs. The NHL playoffs start tomorrow night, Monday. And uh, I'm welcoming back Ricky Welch of the Brew Crew podcast. Uh, Rick, thanks for coming on again to uh, to talk some playoff puck with me. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, baby. NHL playoffs are the best. And we'll obviously gonna dive into the series here. I think that's the plan. So uh give our picks and just like talk about uh how how fucking awesome these next couple of months are gonna be, hopefully for both of our squads as well. So Yeah, no, thanks for coming on and uh you know, doing this again. Obviously, uh both busy guys right now with kind of school sort of uh coming. We're on the eighteenth hole here, we're almost graduated. So um I appreciate that. With that being said, uh we we could kind of jump right into it. Um, and obviously, as you know, the, the Eastern, we're going to start with the Eastern conference, but, uh, we have some, we have some great playoff matchups in the East, but, uh, I'm going to start with, honestly, I'm going to go kind of go in order here to make it a little bit easier on, um, on some of the, uh, the listeners. So we're going to start with the, uh, the number, number one overall seed Boston Bruins taking on the eight seed in the, the East, the Florida Panthers, um, the historic, I should say Boston Bruins. Uh, after their ridiculous reg- regular season this year, um, 135 points. They broke the points record. They broke the wins record. Um, what a season for the Boston Bruins in the regular season. Now they're taking their their season to the postseason. It's a new season, and uh, so obviously, as the as the resident Bruins fan here, Rick, uh, I want to kind of hand this over to you for a sec here and uh, have you have you talk some Bruins. So, what do you think about this upcoming matchup against the Florida Panthers? It's not. It's can't be taken lightly, for that's for sure. Um, East is loaded. We've been saying it all year. We said that whenever you had me on the first time, and for about the trade deadline and the arms race that happened. East is loaded. So even this eight seed Panthers team, who's one of the hottest teams in hockey, is nothing to snuff at. But now, look at the Bruins. As you mentioned, record season, pretty much dominance since they dropped the puck in October, all the way to the last game that they played last week. Uh, Sixty. I don't even remember 65 wins, 65, 12, and whatever it was. I don't even remember. That's how uh, many games, uh, how many losses they didn't have. Um, They were just uh, wall-to-wall, incredible uh, defense, offense, goaltending, Vezner Trophy winner, Linus Olmark, good backup in Jeremy Swayman, kind of platooning there. Uh, We look at the veterans that came back, so obviously Bergeron Krejci helping a ton. By taking cheap deals, you have career years from a, pretty much most of the roster. Jake DeBrusque had a career year, even though he was hurt for a month. 
Uh, you had um, Pavel Zaka coming over from the Devils' career year. Uh, you had uh, e- even Pasternak had a career year. Uh, Coyle had one of his better years. Frederick had a career year. Fleeno with a bounce back. Uh, Brandon Carl, I thought, had his best year so far up to date. Uh, and both goaltenders as well. Power play, one of the best in the league. Um, uh, went down for a little bit, but now they're they're back to being hot. Best penalty kill in the league. Never seen a better penalty kill. So we know the Bruins. They're they're loaded. Uh, made some good deadline acquisitions, bringing in Dmitry Orlov and Bertuzzi. Everyone knows what the what's up with the Bruins. I don't have to ramble on all day. Now more to the Panthers. I'm a little scared. I'm going to the game tomorrow. Uh, should be a good one. Marathon Monday. Um, I'm looking at this forward core, and it's not half bad. I think it's pretty balanced. Uh, you got Barkov, who's probably could be better than Bergeron and what he does now in terms of the two-way game. I, I, I do think their defenses might be a little suspect, though. Ekblad. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Ekblad having a down year. Uh, Gustav Forsling back there. They have Mark Stahl. And I know your thoughts on Mark Stahl. Uh, <laughs> Not not too great uh, anymore. Radko Gudis, isn't he just a isn't he a cock? Anyways, didn't he get his uh, wife stolen by someone on his team? Yeah, I honestly don't remember who, but he's he's just kind of like an enforcer. He's very slow on the back end. He's not very good. And then we have questions in net, like who are they going to start? This lion kid, or, the, or not even a kid? He's pretty old, I think. Journeyman, or are they going to start B- B- Bobrovsky here? I know they got some question marks, but I do think there's some talent as well. I don't want to ramble on forever. What are your thoughts? You know? Yeah, so uh, pretty much, I mean, I have to agree with obviously most of what you said, if not everything you said. The Bruins, just what a historic year. Um, like wire to wire, by far the best team in hockey, even with the start. I mean, I, I guess maybe you could say that, like like you said, like they're if they have a week, I don't even think they have a weakness necessarily. Um, the, the Bruins were by far the best team in the league. Um, and I'm just kind of looking forward to see if they could kind of maintain that, um, through the playoffs, if they could, you know, you know, see if Florida, I want to see if Florida can maybe challenge them, give them the series. Um, but I don't know, this Boston team is so well-rounded. Like you talked about the, the, the forwards up front, I, it's such a well-rounded forward core. And like you said, we don't need to ramble on about Boston, but you know, Bergeron centering Marshawn and DeBrusque. You got create. You got the the check line. Um, you have Bertu. Uh, Charlie Coyle will probably be centering Taylor Hall and Tyler Bertuzzi on the third line, um, and then even the fourth line with Hathaway, Nozick, and who who do you think is going to slot in on that last fourth line? It's difficult because Felino was hurt. Yeah. Now he seems like he's ready to roll, and. Um, the lines of practice have been interesting because Bergeron hasn't been practicing. So that's something to keep an eye on. He's not a hundred percent for tomorrow, by the way, for game one. Uh, so that's, they're saying he's sick though. So that should be fine. Um, so they've had Felino and Frederick down there, but I think they're going to give the nod to Frederick to start. Okay. Where it goes from there. Cause Felino has been hurt and all that jazz. And like you said, Boston, one uh, one of the best power plays in the league to start. They kind of had a midseason like, uh, dip, if you want to call it that, but then they kind of regained that towards the end of the year. So that it kind of stayed within the top 10, best penalty kill in the league. They had the best goalie in the league this year, uh, best defensive core in the league. I think they're, uh, if like you go on Money Puck and you see like, like expected goals against like two of their 
top, uh, two of their pairs in the top, like are in the top four for defensive pairs for goals against like an incredible season by the Boston Bruins. Um, with that being said, on the other side, obviously you can't overlook Florida because listen, they were playing such great hockey down the stretch. Um, and I honestly didn't think they were going to get in at certain points during the year. I thought Pittsburgh would probably just sneak in like they, not that like that they always sneak in, but I thought they were going to sneak in, but uh, Florida really, really played hard down the stretch and they got in and they're a dangerous team too. You can't overlook. I mean, Alexander Barkov, like you said, probably one of the best two way centers in the league. Um, he's just, he's kind of magical. The puck, he gets back on defense and then Carter Verhage, what a season he had flown. He flew right before right below the radar had, I think, what do you have? 42, 43 goals this year. He had a great year. Um, and then you have Matthew Kachuk on the second line, who is just, he's going to be the X factor in the series for Florida. And, and, and it's not like a hot take or anything. He's, he's been their best player all year. He leads the team in scoring, um, but he's also a little bit of a firecracker too. I love the way he plays. And I'm curious to see if, how, how big of his, uh, his impact will be on the series. And I'm looking at their 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 lines right now, and, and their first two lines are pretty good. I mean, they're they're balanced, but their third line you, you have Eric Stahl centering Lomberg and Reinhardt. I actually don't mind it, but Eric Stahl is very very old. Um, and then their fourth line is Colin White centering Nick Cousins, Giovanni Smith. It's just a weird weird mix of guys. They're we talked about their defense isn't very uh, isn't very good, honestly. Mark Stoll, uh, Brandon Montour is their best player on defense this year. Eckblad's had a down year. Forsling's a good defensive defenseman. Um, with that being said, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think Boston's just too good this year. And, and I know, you know, there's been some crazy upsets in the past, like the the Columbus like uh, upset series win over the historic Tampa Bay Lightning at the time. I just don't see it this year. So, um, like we've talked to, we've kind of given a, a pretty good preview on this series. So with that being said, I'm just, I'm just going to give you my prediction right now. I, I have the uh, the Bruins in five. I have um, I think Florida will probably go down three zero. If we're I, I'm not trying to sound like a prick, but I think Florida goes down three zero, and then I think they get game five or, or the they lose. Uh, I'm saying they get game four, and then they lose um, in game five to the Bruins back at the TD Garden, and I. I I just I don't see Florida just being able to hang with these guys this year. Uh, not saying they're a bad team; they're 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 a pretty good team. Just this year, too many questions in in the net, and I just think Bruins in five is my prediction. What about you? Yeah, I also noticed that they got Hornquist and Sam Bennett on IR. I don't know if they're ready to come back or what the deal is. Uh, what the deal is there? Yeah, like you said, I got Bruins in six. Uh, I just don't think their goaltending is consistent enough. Their defense is strong enough to keep the Bruins four going to roll four lines. I don't think that decor can um, handle it and keep up with them. And then the uh, in terms of uh, the forwards that we can throw out there to like defend their top two lines, I think their depth kind of gets a little spotty after that. I think you throw the coil line out there to shut down Barkov and them, and that kind of cancels them out for a little bit. Uh, so I got Bruins in six. Just wanted to mention the series price. Bruins minus three fifty. Uh, wow. Plus wow. five. Yep. And my fun, uh, two fun bets. I just want to throw out there. Uh, Jake DeBrus to score three plus goals in the series. I think he could have a good series. Um, that is, it was like plus one ninety. And le- series leading goal scorer, Carter Verhage plus nine fifty. I like that bet too. 
Yeah, I, and like I just said, Carter Verhage went so under the radar this year, but he potted 43 goals. I have it up on my thing here. Had a great year. And uh, honestly, that's a, that's a that's a fun little bet. Uh, so Ricky's going to stick with some of the betting stats. I've been bet in an absolute minute. I might have to get back in for NHL playoffs. Um, I, so I, he's going to be giving, giving out some prices and uh, take what you want. I think those are some pretty solid picks, actually, especially the Verhage pick I like. Um, so kind of moving on to the next series. I'm like I said, I'm going in order of the uh, the seeds. So with that being said, that would be the uh, the number two seed in the East, or or the the Metro Division winner. So it'd be the Carolina Hur- Hurricanes taking on the Wild Card One, which are the New York Islanders. And I'm gonna first of all, I love this matchup for the New York Islanders. I think they are um, they these two teams. I her, listen. The Hurricanes were better. This year, obviously, they deserve to win the Metro. They had an outstanding year. But the last 15 games or so, Carolina just has not seemed engaged um, as as much as other teams. I and honestly, they made the Metro race at the end a lot closer at the uh, a lot closer than it had to be. They were up the entire year. Um, the Devils, I think, were uh, were were in it to the very end. But even the Rangers, towards the end, got very very close. And the Rangers had some key losses down the stretch here where, oh man, if the Rangers won one or two of those games, they were right in the hunt to win the Metro. So uh, Carolina, they're a very good team. They're very well-rounded, but I I, th- I like the Islanders um, in this matchup. So for me, these two teams, both the, the Hurricanes and the Islanders play a very, very similar style of hockey, in my opinion. I, I both think they're not the flashiest teams offensively. The Islanders struggled to score goals this year. And although the Hurricanes, I, I wouldn't say they struggled to score, but with the injury of Andreas Sveshnikov, I think that's just obviously a huge, huge injury and probably one of their best all-around players, if not the best on the team. I, I like the way the Islanders stack up. The Islanders have a great great defensive core um in terms of shutdown d men uh you know adam pellick on the back end ryan pulak um they have uh scott mayfield's a good he's a he's a bruiser uh noah dobson he's a good offensive defenseman um so the islanders have some good players on the back end that that can keep up with carolina i i don't consider carolina to be the fastest team uh, but i will say this carolina is excellent defensively you know slavin could be considered, if not the best, one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. He's got Brett Burns as his partner, who's one of the best offensive defensemen in the league. And then just a well-rounded decor of, you know, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, um, Shane Gossespierre, and then a bruiser on the back end as, with Jalen Chatfield. But with that being said, the great equalizer to me in the series, and I'll and Rick, I'll let you chime in here in a second, is the goaltending and the clear edge goes to the New York Islanders. Ilya Sorokin has been fantastic this year. Um, if Linus Olmark didn't have the numbers he had this year, it, it's very clear who the Vesna Trophy winner would be. In my opinion, it would be Ilya Sorokin. Over 50 goals saved above the uh, uh, above expected, like, and that's one of the like the key metrics in hockey for a goaltender. He had the most by far in the NHL. Was it, uh, so he um, although uh, Olmark had a fantastic year for the Bruins. Uh, you know, even some people out there say today that Sorokin should win the Vezina. It's personally for me, it's Omar, but um, Sorokin, a terrific goalie, one of the, one, another star Russian coming into the league. And uh, that's the great equalizer for me in the series. Cause I, I think the, uh, the hurricanes will go with Freddie Anderson and net and uh, like Ricky, like, like we've kind of seen in the past, Freddie Anderson tends to gag in the, uh, the postseason. So I, I, for me, 
Um, I had the New York Islanders winning in seven. So I, I kind of want to move on to your analysis. What do you think of the series between the Canes and the Isles? Yeah, I just checking out the Canes. You know, uh, these are the teams, uh, the last two teams that have eliminated the Bruins. Right yes, here. yes. Um, so I know them a little bit well and how they play in the playoffs. Still have this, oh, they, I think the Islanders have a different coach, but they play the same style as they did. They are teams that scare me in the playoffs. I think they are built for the playoffs in terms of like maybe not winning at all, but like making runs, making noise, playing tough. Hurricanes like shut us down, especially at home. They're such a good home team in the playoffs. Um, but the more I'm looking at it, those are two big injuries. They lost Pacioretty right when he came back. Yes. And he was going to be like, that was like a scary pickup for them because it was kind of a no, it was like one of those pickups where you get halfway through the season and then Svechnikov going down, man, really takes juice out of the middle of their lineup. But now you got Stefan Nason playing higher up than usual. You got Martin Nook probably playing third line minutes when he shouldn't be. Uh, I still like some of their younger players. I I think Kotkaniemi is good. I don't know if he's a second liner. I like Jarvis. That first line should usually still should roll. And Nate just has cut back to form a little bit. And I do like Jordan Stahl as the third line center. That's just, he's a matchup nightmare. Uh, and I, I think their defense is really solid. Um, Brett Burns, one of the additions. Slayton's yeah. the best defensive defenseman in the league. Um, so they're really solid on the back end. Uh, but those injuries up front make it really tough. And you look at this Islanders team when they're still playing that like weird style where it's a lot of defense. Do we know what the Barzell's deal is? Is he ready Bar- to go? Barzell's going to be ready to go. Um, okay. I, I see him slotted in here on the first line. And uh, Horvat, um, I, I was reading on Twitter, Horvat kind of uh, basically gave the go, like not the go ahead. <laughs> Obviously, he's not the head coach, but he he basically said he talked to Barzell. He's ready to go. All right. Yeah, I see him in here. Oh, I, they're going to play him at the wing. Interesting. Yep. If they played him at even without him at center, they have a really good center core. And, you know, that, that means a lot in the playoffs. Paul Horvat hasn't been as good as he was in Vancouver. I expected that. That's why I didn't want the Bruins to trade for him. But he's starting to come into form a little bit. The Islanders have been, you know, they they haven't been super hot, but they've been pretty good this last month or so going into the playoffs. I still think there's talent up and down. They had this fourth line. They had this fourth line forever. The same oh, my God. Guys. They keep rolling them out. And then they have, like, these tweeners like Nelson, Lee, and uh, those guys have been there forever, and they're kind of just whatever. Uh, Paul Maneri's been there for a while now. J.G. Pajot, Parise. I mean, they got some guys up front, and I don't think they're really necessarily deep on the back end, but it's more about the structure, right? Yeah. Yep. So they're going to be hard to play against, and this is going to be like a probably the most boring series uh, out of all eight probably, but I still going to be interested because I think they play such a um, – not fun hockey, but – good hockey and hockey that wins in uh the springtime i was i had hurricanes in seven because i thought this is destined to go to seven um i think i'm gonna stick with it because i think just the home ice thing right and yeah. so could probably t- win a couple games they're not supposed to i think it's destined to go seven i have that as my pick for the series seven games series total doesn't pick a winner in this it's just the go seven plus 205 that's my pick for this um, Hurricanes are minus two hundred five, and the Islanders are plus one sixty five. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I just don't. I, I like the pick for the seven game series. Like I said, that's why I have Islanders in seven. Um, but the uh, damn uh, minus two hundred five. I th- I think you could get some value with the Islanders. I think the um, listen too. I 
I think Brock Nelson really, really underrated. He he almost had a 40 goal this season this year. I think he had like 37 goals or something like that. Like he's really, really underrated. Pierre Engvall, um, honestly, he was like Horvat to listen, Horvat had a great season in Vancouver. Um, he obviously cooled down when he came to the island. I, I think that honestly, Vancouver probably had more playmakers around him for him to score more goals because they're 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 a pure goal scoring team over there in Vancouver, despite not being very good. They could the problem wasn't putting the puck in the net; it was keeping the puck out of the net over in Vancouver. So uh, they picked up Pierre Engvall from Toronto. It was for like a third round pick. He's been really really good for the Islanders, and uh, he's slotting in there on the second line with Nelson and Palmieri. Um, and I think that, I think that's a pretty effective second line for the series. JG Pajot is a pain in the ass to play against, uh, Parise. He's, he's just been per- Parise basically. He's a little bit older now, a little bit slower, but still nonetheless effective. This guy Hudson fashing. I, I, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Islanders hockey a little bit. They're, they're obviously one of the local teams. I love checking out the local teams to see how they're doing. And, uh, fashing's actually been a big player for them down the stretch. So I expect him to, uh, to, to maybe score a little bit in the playoffs. But like you said, this fourth line, oh my God, it's, it feels like these guys have been on the team for forever. Um, and that I feel like they, I, I think they call that line their identity line or some shit like that. Um, and honestly, that's probably what, that's probably just 100% accurate. They, that's how they are. They're a scrappy team um, that uh, they, they lock it down defensively. And that's why, you know, that's why I'm going to take the Islanders in seven. I'm going to, obviously, it's that's an upset. Um, and I just think those two big injuries for the Hurricanes, it, it's really, really, really big for that team. And, uh, you know, I, I think the Islanders can, may be able to get it done. So that's my pick for the series. Now, uh, moving on. <laughs> oh, boy. Moving on. We're going to move on to the uh, the we'll move on to the Metropolitan Division, the, the series between the uh, the two seed in the Metro and the three seed in the Metro. So it's going to be the New Jersey Devils taking on my New York Rangers and wow, the Battle of the Hudson, uh, their first time meeting in the playoffs since 2012 in the Eastern Conference Finals when Adam Henrique scored that fateful goal. Um, that's the first time these two teams are meeting in the playoffs. And wow, um, it's been a while for the Devils since they've they've been in the playoffs. I think, what, 2018, the year Hall won MVP. Was that the last time, Rick? Yep. Yeah, so that was the last time they uh, they made the playoffs. They're back in this year. They had a terrific year finishing second in the Metro, um, just behind Carolina. They fell one point short of winning the Metro. And, I, and I'd go out on the limb this year. I don't even know what's going on on the limb. We'll see what you think. I think they're by far the most surprising team in hockey this year. Um, because, listen, I know the maybe the surprise, like, oh, obviously the Bruins broke the record and they had such a fan, historic year. But, you know, I always thought the Bruins – we're going to make the playoffs. The devils really, um, they were like one of those teams like, eh, you know, they're kind of like in Ottawa or like one of those teams before the year where they're like, Oh, maybe they have the potential to make it, but the devils through and through. And I, obviously I hate saying this cause I hate the devils and their, their loser fans, but um, they were one of the best teams in the year uh, in the league this year. They really had a great year. Um, they have a, a, a really, really great group of young forwards. Um, they're, they're pretty solid on the back end. And uh, Vitek Vanacek had a surprisingly really, really good year in net for them. So, uh, you know, I'm, this is not the matchup that I was looking forward to for the Rangers. Like, I I really, really wanted them to play Carolina because, like I said, I think Carolina's banged up, and I think the Rangers uh, would have had a, a, an easier time playing them. Nothing's easy, but I think it would have been a better matchup for them. Um, but that being said, Rangers-Devils. So the Rangers will start on the road 
at the rock in Newark. And uh, man, this series is going to be a dogfight between two teams that hate each other. And I'm really, really looking for it. Tons of speed, tons of talent. Um, Just, oh my God, this series is probably, I mean, obviously I'm completely biased, but if I, if you look at all the matchups down the line, it's probably Leafs lightning. And then it's, it's Rangers devils for the two that are just, wow. Those, you know, they, they pop out right away for me. Um, And, you know, for the, for me, the Rangers, um, they, this is the best team that they have put out um, since I've been alive. Um, Obviously my dad's a huge Rangers fan. He said, this is the best roster they've put out since 1994, since the year they won their last Stanley cup. And he said, he thinks they're better um, than the team they put out then. And I, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive, but just looking at this roster and looking at these lines, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the first line, Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane's a New York Ranger. I, I still can't believe that. Um, second line, Panarin, Trocek, and Tarasenko. Third line's the kids' line, Lafreniere, Heedle, Kako. And then the fourth line, um, Jimmy VC, Barkley, Goodrow, Tyler Mott. And uh, what just what a upfront. It's just absolutely deadly. And I, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing these guys compete, what Patrick Kane brings in the playoffs. Um, what Vladimir Tarasenko brings in the playoffs, these two guys who are, who are proven bona fide Stanley cup champions, um, along with these other guys who, who went on a run last year and they fell two wins short of the Stanley cup final. Um, and you know, on the back end Rangers, pretty, pretty solid back end linger Fox, one of the best defensive pairs in the league, Fox, one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, and then you got Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba Truba, um, I, he's catching a lot, you know, he caught a lot of flack from Ranger fans this year. Um, I have in the past, you know, but this year, honestly, we, we were really banged up at times. Um, the whole thing when we, the trade deadline was an absolute mess when we were trying to get Kane and we had less players, he really, really stepped up and uh, Truba is the leader in that room. I'm really proud that he's the captain. He's a really, really good leader. He's a good person. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what, uh, the leadership and what he brings to the playoffs is that hard nose, gritty player. And then uh, on the back end, Nico Mikola and Braden Schneider is the last pair. Pretty two, pretty sub. Braden Schneider's like he's a horse on the back end. And then uh, obviously Igor and Net and the Devils themselves. I mean, just to Jesus uh, Christ, did you finish? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is what it is, dude. The, the Rangers are loaded. Um, and then the Devils. Tatar, Hishir, Mercer on their first line. And then this is where it kind of gets interesting. The second line's Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt. Those three guys are incredible. Um, Jesper Boquist, Eric Halla, Igor Sharangovich, and then Miles Wood, Curtis Lazar, Nathan Bastion. Um, the defense is a little strange here, too. Uh, Hamilton has been great on the back end. He Honestly, he could get some Norris votes. Uh, but Jonas Siegenthaler, he's locked it down. Se- Severson, I don't even listen. The Devils, great team this year. I, I just think the Rangers are a more well-rounded team. Um, I'm looking forward to this series. It's gonna go. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be over quick. I got Rangers in six. They'll they'll win it at the Garden. Rick, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you did a lot of stuff there. Devils were a shocking team this year, but when you look at it, there's a lot of guys there who are fucking studs. Brad Hughes Meyer might be one of the best second lines in the league. Agree that they and this team plays so vertical and they're so fast. They 
I think they have a good back end. I mean, this Kevin Ball kid, I don't know. He was part of that Taylor Hall trade. It's kind of a stiff. Yeah, he's he's big. I think Siegenthaler's great. Uh, Dougie, obviously, I think he's a little soft, but you know, we'll see. Luke Hughes, uh, is he getting in there? Like, they also got John Marino, no? Yeah, I'm looking for John Marino. I don't see him, though. Like, he's not even on the IR. Like, I see him in the second PK unit. Yeah. Are they going to roll? Yeah. So I think it's just like, this is just based off the last game that they threw out there, by the way. So John Marino will be in the lineup. He's a, he's, he's been pretty good for them this year. Yeah. Um, so I think their defense is good. I just think the Rangers, you know, my uh, thoughts on this series. I think they're, this team, they construction is good as much as like I bust your balls for not be like for not being as good as you think it is. Um, they can't lose in the first round. I, mean, I absolutely they, agree. They bring in Kane. Um, they bring in Tarasenko. Um, they have these young studs. They have Panarin in his prime. They have Kreider in his prime. They have one of the best goalies in the league, probably number two or arguably number one. We'll see. Igor Shesterkin. Team's loaded. Um, I think you're getting them out of value here. I, I, I bet them. I, I put a couple units. Here on Raiders plus one hundred five to win the series. Okay, I think that's a very good value. I chucked a little on Rangers minus one and a half for the series, so they have to win by at least two games. Re- so wow, <laughs> four, four, five, or six games they have to win. I have Rangers in five, by the way. That's what I have, and I also picked parlay Devils win game one, Rangers win the series. Those are my picks. I think the Rangers are just as we mentioned. They have more depth up front. They have more experience up front. They have a better goaltending. Um, Vitek Vanacek is pretty average. Um, and I think they have a better back end that is more dynamic and more versatile with Fox and Lindgren's that Stallworth. And, uh, the Devils have their guys too. Siegethal is a Stallworth. Dougie Hamilton has a good two-way game. But I think the Rangers are just better in every single facet of the game, including forward, defense, and goaltending. Devils yeah, are- no, yeah. I and also too, like the thing with the Devils though, what does scare me is their trend, like you said, their transition game. I think they scored the most transition goals in hockey this year. They're a really, really good team. Um, when they get going, they pick up the puck through the neutral zone. They're they they're really, really fast. So I I obviously I'm I'm just kind of like going through like Gerard Gallant's head right now. I'm like, how are they gonna fucking stop these guys? They because they have to game plan for it. Um, and, and for me, they, they have to be way, way more conservative when it, when it like for pinching and stuff like that, because you cannot allow so many, uh, odd man rushes. Cause I think that's the key. Um, and obviously we lost three out of four games to them this year. And a lot of the goals they scored, if you looked were, they weren't really gritty, scrappy goals. They weren't, they were off the rush when uh, one of our guys would step up and make a bad play. Like I, I kind of went back and was just kind of doing some research and a lot of these goals were off the transition game and, and the Rangers have to find a way to solve that. Um, with that being said, like I said, Rick's got Rangers in five, I got Rangers in six, uh, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a battle and I'm, and I'm looking forward to the series and uh, I'm looking forward to what it's going to do for the, uh, for the tri-state area for New York city. And uh, the, uh, you know, the battle of the huts and the rivalry, you know, renewed in the playoffs. I'm really, really looking forward to it. So uh, that starts Tuesday night to mention, uh, not to mention the other series, the Islanders um, and the Bruins start tomorrow night, Monday. 
Uh, moving on, we're going to move on to the last series in the Eastern Conference, and that is the uh, the the two seed in the the Atlantic, the Toronto Maple Leafs, taking on the three seed in the Atlantic, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And um, wow, what you know, a rematch of last year's first round where uh, Toronto had their hearts broken. They were up three two in the series. They lost in overtime in Game Six, and then they lost at home in seven. And um, you know. These two teams, so talented up front, um, even pre- pretty talented on the back end. Like it, it, It's just two really, really good teams. And this East, Eastern Conference this year is really, really loaded. And um, this will be another series, one of my favorite series to watch. I, I really like the Leafs' forward core. They made, they made a lot of moves at the deadline. And I'm really, really curious to see uh, Matthew Neese. So Matthew Neese. Is uh he he play, he played in the the NCAA championship Frozen Four for the University of Minnesota, and uh, he made the playoff roster. Um, I I'm pretty sure Sheldon Keith, the head coach of the Maple Leafs, said he's gonna play. Um, I think he would. Be, I think he might be slotted in on that second line with uh they they have O'Reilly and Nylander, um, with him, and and I think that could be a really really interesting line. Um, they got they had but they do have some problems. Um. I'm I'm looking here now though. J- Johnny T is going to probably slot. They're going to. I don't know what they're going to do actually because I, do you think they have O'Reilly on the wing? This is so interesting. Toronto's li- line configurations are really, really, uh, really, really interesting. Yeah. So we'll, we're both looking at the same thing. I'm assuming. Yeah. There's Tavares here. Yeah, Tavares. He's de- he's playing. Tavares is playing for game so, one. I haven't really checked it on like if I could find their lines anywhere else. Um, it is an interesting. I would, if I were, if I were them, I'd put Ryan O'Reilly third line. Me too. I mean, I think just it's just clear and obvious. Like, um, especially if you're playing teams like Tampa and eventually maybe the Bruins, more than one line can get you going. So if you chuck a, a such a shutdown, good two way center who can win faceoffs and like take a line out for your third line, that like shows success a lot of the times. Um, in like what teams that are win the Stanley Cup, so I think I would definitely put O'Reilly there. But yeah, this team's loaded. My, Maple Leafs are good. Uh, this we'll see what this nice kid's all about. Obviously, he's got some promise behind him. I just don't think they're they're still their forward core depth wise. I don't think is that good. I yeah. Like, so like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go finish what you're saying. Say, like I mean, there's no real like unless they put O'Reilly down there. Is there really like a guy who like you're super scared of? Like there's some good pieces. Like Noel Char is a good bottom six guy. Um, Cal Yarncrook, I guess. Aston Reese, Kerfoot. They got some guy, but they're not just like there's not like a scorer. There's not like threat goal scorer. They got Lafferty as well over from Chicago. They got a lot of injuries down here, but. And I also think their defense as well is still shoddy. Yeah, their defense, their defense definitely is not as good as Tampa Bay's. I'll tell you that right now. Once we go over Tampa Bay's, but for me, ideally, for a Leafs lineup, you would slot Johnny T in um, in that second line center role. You you leave Nice on the wing with Nylander, and then you move O'Reilly down, and you can uh, have him with Kerfoot and Yarncroak, um, and then move. Is Achari? Does he have to stay at center? No, he could. He plays both. So I would put Achari on the wing for Timmins. Get Timmins the hell out of there. So it would be. He's a defenseman. Uh, <laughs> he's a defender. There you go. So he's not going to be. In, uh, he's he's not going to be. Yeah, he's not going to be in there. I think you you Lafferty's going to be playing. So La- move Lafferty to the. Is he is Lafferty a center? I think he's a center. Yeah. So let La- move Lafferty to center. 
have Ashton Reese and Achari on the uh, the fourth line, and honestly, that's not a bad like that's not a bad bottom six. Um, like if you look at it, if you look at other bottom sixes, I certainly don't I don't think uh, it's the worst. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. And then, uh, dude, the goaltending is so shoddy, though. Like, this is a flawed team. The, the, yeah, it, it is. There's de- it's definitely a flawed team because. Oh, I just realized. I just saw they have Eric Gustafson out too. Hmm. I don't. There's some injuries. Injuries also on the Tampa side, though. Like. Yeah, yeah. You, both these teams are a little bit banged up. Um, for me, though, like I, I'm just looking at both teams now. I, I I think I still give the so the forward core. I um. I would probably give the edge to Toronto. But then again, uh, Tanner Janot is out indefinitely. I know that, or like at least till the end of, uh, at least to the end of the series. I'm trying to think here, like I'm trying to just do. I'm gonna give the edge to Toronto on the forward core, um, and then I'm gonna give the edge on defense to Tampa Bay, and then um, the goaltending is Tampa Bay. I I still for me I I've, I have Tampa in seven. I, I I think this game goes seven games. I think this series goes seven games again. I I, I still think. Uh, oh God, poor Toronto. They can't get out of the first round. I got Tampa in seven. What do you think? It's only fitting here. Come on, Tampa in seven. It's just it's to be three two Toronto game six. They're going to be close, and Tampa's going to eke out a win. And we forgot to mention. Well, we haven't really talked about Tampa too much. They have a lot of injuries, but they have all this perhaps this rust, not rust, but like wear and tear. On their bodies, you think that's like a big factor? Wear and um, tear from what? Just being to the Stanley Cup three years in a row. No, I don't think that. You don't think it's a factor? I, no, I, don't, think, like, I don't think it's a factor. They're getting a lot of rest during the off season, all that. People are playing hockey. Like I don't think it really catches up to you that much as people think it is. But I think Braden Point's nasty. They have all these guys you know what you're going to get with them when it comes to the playoff. Time. Yes, you're right. Which. The biggest X factor in the series, not even X factor. I think the biggest thing that brings me to Tampa is the goaltender. Absolutely. Andre Vasilevsky is the best goaltender of our generation, I believe, of this generation. Yes. Um, obviously a stud. He's like all oh, those crazy stats about elimination games and all that. And you look up against the other side of the ice and you see Ilya Samsonov. It's just like, uh, what are we doing here? It's I'm hard to pick. It's hard to pick against Tampa because Toronto is a very good team. They know how to score. They're getting a little bit better defensive structure, um, but I think there's flaws. I think their forward depth is shoddy. I think their defense is flawed and their structure is still a little bit in their goaltending. And Tampa's got a great defensive course still. They got Sergachev still. They still have Hedman, uh, and those guys will hold the fort down at least for a little bit. Is Chernak out too? Oh, let me see. I'm. He might be gone too. So it's gonna be interesting, uh, but I got Tampa in seven. I'll pull up the uh, the 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 odds. Um, let's see here. Uh, for Tampa Toronto, the series price here is Tampa Bay plus one twenty, and that's why I took I took Tampa Bay plus one twenty. I took Tampa Bay series correct score four to three. So basically, Tampa in seven plus five forty. And parlay Leafs win game one, Lightning win series plus three ninety. Uh, okay, I just really think it's going to seven. I think it's just it's just what it is. Fuck the Leafs, they're miserable. 
fan base is going to suffer once again. I think it's just perfect. By the way, Leafs at live right now. Leafs minus one sixty, the price for them. Wow. So they they're. I mean, you could get some value with Tampa Bay if you really if you really believe in the Leafs curse. Like you get some you get some value with Tampa Bay. Um. Uh, yeah. What happens, man. Yeah. It, for, and for me with Toronto, you know, I want to pick them. I really, really do. Dude, how am I picking against Andre Vasilevsky? And I and I Tampa and Tampa Bay is still a Stamkos. They have Point. They have Kucherov. Um, you know they have like gritty guys like Sorelli, Kalorn, Hagel went under. He was so underrated this year. Nick Paul scored the winner last year. These guys are really really good still. Like and to and to say that all like Toronto like is by far that like yeah Toronto had the better team. But I, I don't know. I, I I also believe in John Cooper, too. That guy's been doing it a long time. He's really good at what he does. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I got Tampa in seven. Um, with that being said, that wraps up the East. Tampa, Tampa Bay, Toronto, by the way, will be played on the same night as uh, Rangers-Devils. So th- those are the Tuesday night games um, for, the e- uh, for the East and the Monday night games, like I said, Bruins, Panthers, Isles, Canes. Uh, so that's our picks for the Eastern Conference. Now we're gonna move on to the uh, the western side, and the uh, the west uh, was was wow, like it was kind of the wild wild west this year. Uh, a lot of races came down to the last day of the regular season, um, and for me, I, I just want to say to mention this before uh, like before we get into the playoff. I think I probably think the most surf, the the surprising thing for the west was Calgary missing the playoffs. I don't know if you agree, Calgary to me. Um, that with that roster, I think they should have made the playoffs. Um, and <laughs> it's it's quite embarrassing that they didn't. It really is. Huberto fell off a fucking cliff. He went from having 115 points in Florida to having like less than 60. Um, so he you know being paid 11 million a year up in up in Calgary to put up 60 points. I mean Jesus Christ. And uh, also Markstrom fell off a cliff too for the goaltending. It just you know, left them left them out to drive basically. I mean, uh, Markstrom was a Vesna candidate last year. He got Vesna votes. Uh, obviously, it was unanimously Igor, but he got uh, Vesna votes and <laughs> fell off a cliff this year. And he really made it tough on his team. So I uh, kind of want to throw that in before uh, Rick. Do you agree with that at least or no? Yeah, uh, Calgary. Um, I think that trade was kind of big, and people were like, "Oh, they maybe even potentially got better." But I don't think they got better. I think Kachuk was still the best player in that deal. I respect Huberdeau and what he did in Florida, but I think they got a little bit worse. Um, and I guess it, it's this it's the coach too. I think he kind of like runs his course with how strict he is and his style. Yeah, so Sutter think, for sure. Maybe tuned him out a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. So now, kind of moving on, I'm going to start with the uh, the West's number one overall seed, and that's the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights out of the the Pacific Division. Uh, they're going to be taking on the wild card two team, which uh, was the Winnipeg Jets. So w- Winnipeg started out fantastic this year. Um, they actually were in <laughs> they were in first place in like January, um, and then we're in the hovering around second. They fell off a cliff. They had a, a real tough stretch. Um, they lost like I think it was like thirteen of like thirteen of eighteen or something like that. They had a really really tough stretch in the middle of the year. Um, and kind of dropped them. They almost missed the playoffs. And uh, they're taking on now a Golden Knights team that is very, very dangerous and that has the potential to do a lot of, lot of good things in the Western Conference this year. Um, 
you know, you got the big guys like Eichel, you got Marsha So, um, you got Wild Bill Carlson, um, and then you got guys like Chandler Stevenson who are who can put up points. Barbashev was a great addition from St. Louis. And then um on the back end, they, they got Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, um, Brave McNabb's a good defensive defenseman. Do they have any injuries? Let me see their injuries. So Mark Stone's gonna be coming off the IR. He's a fantastic player, their captain. So he's gonna be he's gonna be coming off the IR, of course, that little trick that you could do in, in hockey. So he'll be back so that they'll be even more stronger. But I want to bring this up before we kind of move on to talk about Winnipeg's team, the goaltending of Vegas. So the game one starter for the Vegas Golden Knights will be Laurent Brassois. He is uh I I you know I've watched him play very few times. He had an okay season, but that is the, I, that is quite shocking to me. It seems Logan Thompson's not ready to go yet. He's been out for a little bit. Um and uh I, I think this w- could really, really turn the series if if this guy is not good. Um so I I think that uh the series might be a little bit closer than people think. What do you think, Rick? That's I didn't know that. That's that's really interesting. And you you know why it's very interesting. You look at the other side of the the ice and who's that's what I'm that? saying. Probably the third best goalie in the league, I think, if we're taking a draft. I think Hunter Hellbuck is probably in that conversation. Some people were saying he should win the Vesna because he played 13 straight games and like carried Winnipeg to the playoffs towards the end there. So that's a big um, wrinkle into the series uh, health issues in that for Vegas. And they already had a rookie as it is. Um, yeah. Pretty quick. It, they're not going with him. Uh, yeah. No, they're not going with quick. I already, I saw on Twitter today, they're going with Brassois uh, for first game. The Vegas team though, they, it just was a weird year because they were so hurt, but they were still winning games. Bruce Cassidy there now. Uh, he, he's going to run a tight ship. He's going to run a tight defensive system that it, it does work. Um, so that'll limit chances from the other side. Uh, but their defense here is pretty solid. I think they have one of the more underrated defensive cores in the league. When you take it into account, Martinez can still go. Theodore and Petrangelo are great, great, great one too. Jesus Christ, Rick, spit it out. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm always their their depth was always an issue for me. This uh, this run they've had since they've become to the league on the forward side, but I think they kind of cleaned that up a little bit. They got Phil Kessel down there now who could maybe pot you a couple goals. You know, he's a great playoff player, a couple, t- couple Stanley Cups to his name, even Barbashev, great pickup at the deadline. I think he uh, was great against the Bruins when he was on the Blues in the Cup. He's a great playoff player. Um, uh, Nicholas Waugh down there. Chandler Stevenson's a great uh, defensive center. So I think they fixed that problem down there. And obviously you have the studs up front with Eichel, Stone, you name it, they know how to get it done in the well, in the Eichel's first playoff. So I'm interested to see him go. But the rest of them, you know what they're gonna, you're gonna get. Um, so I think Vegas is fixed a lot of their problems. This could be one of the best teams they've had, and they've had a lot of good teams. This could be their best. Uh, I know they don't have the goaltending, but that's the difference. So what do you think about Winnipeg though? Let's get into Winnipeg. Yeah, so I'm looking at Winnipeg now. Obviously on uh on Daily Faceoff, they have the lines from the last game and they load managed. They had they didn't have any of their big guys in basically. They had like <laughs> I'm looking at their injuries like it they had Ehlers out, they had Dubois out, they had Morrissey out, they had Wheeler out, they had Shifley out, they had Nate Schmidt out. Those are like huge players on their team. So let's just assume if you uh if you excuse me, like I'm trying to think I'm plugging guys in here. Um, yep. Shifley, uh, they have good center 
depth. They have good center depth. They really do. Definitely um, Dubois, and then you go down, you're probably going to have Lowry is always their third-line center, I feel yep, like. Yeah, so and he's huge, big guy. Uh, Kyle Connor is uh, their stud scorer. Blake Wheeler is not really what he used to be. He's up in the top of the lineup. Nikolai Ehlers, one of the most underrated players in hockey. Uh, Cole Perfetti's on IR. I don't know if he's... I don't think he's back. I think he's done for the year. Um, so I think they have a good top of their lineup. I think it's, you know, underrated. Uh, Nino Nita Ryder, I think that's a good pickup. He's a tough guy out there. Mason Appleton isn't bad. I think they have a solid forward core. Not really a super superstar. I think Kyle Connor is a superstar. He just plays in Winnipeg. So it could be a little bit difficult uh, to get that praise. And uh, what do you think about their defense? Obviously I think they- it, I think that's the weakness here. I think that's the weakness. They yeah, obviously they have no, they have Josh Morrissey, fantastic year. He'll also get Norris votes. Uh, but other than that, Schmidt's Schmidt's good, but he's not like nothing special. Um, I'm looking at. Wait, hold on. I'm looking at Pionk. I think they just have a bunch of guys back there. There's yeah, they have a bunch of guys. Stanley's a parking cone. Demello. Demello's okay. He could shut. I, I mean, I guess he could play shot. Like these guys are Brendan Dillon. He's kind of a scrub. He's washed up. That guy. Um, they don't have a good power play. I'm looking mm, right. Now. They don't have a good power play, and I I could see that being the case. Yeah. So I think their defense isn't definitely isn't as good as their offense. Their offense is actually not bad. But like I said, the great equalizer in hockey, I feel like, is the goaltending in the postseason. And Connor Hellebuck is <laughs> a top five goalie in hockey. So we'll see. Um, personally, I don't think it will be enough for my pick. I have Vegas in six. Hmm. I I agree with you. I have the same thing. Um, I just think they just have a better roster. Yes. I think I think Bruce Cassidy is a good coach, and he'll um, limit the chances as much as possible, and he'll take advantage of the uh, lineup matchups. Yeah, I and I like this. You know, like I like Winnipeg's. You know, their team. I I really do. I like some of these guys, but. Oh, I, I, it's hard to pick, you know, like against that Vegas team. That, that Vegas team is so talented. They're a really, really good all around team. So I, I, it's just, it's not because I necessarily don't like, um, it's not because I don't like Winnipeg. It's just because Vegas is just a little bit better. They, they are, they, they deserve that number one seed. Um, so these yeah, two, I get, these two barns are going to be buzzing though. Yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg's got a great, great arena in terms of like playoff atmosphere. They do the white out there up in Winnipeg. I'm excited to see that game. Um, it'll be really, really cool. Uh, yeah. So Vegas in six, Rick's got Vegas in six. Yep. Uh, yep. So moving on, we're going to do the, oh, I uh, wanted, oh, sorry. I just wanted to mention the, go ahead. The bet. Sorry. I wanted to throw my bet in. Yes. Yes. You for, yeah. Um, I'm just taking Vegas straight up here. I think it's a good value because I think they're minus 166. I think that's pretty low for the ones versus eight seed. I'm taking that straight up. If, if you want to take Winnipeg, they're only plus 138. This is all on FanDuel, by the way. Yeah. That's that. I kind of like that too. That is very low uh, for a one one for a one verse eight. Mm. <laughs> it is a little bit low. I, I don't know. Um. So moving on, we're going to move on now to the uh the the number one seed in the central division, and that was the Colorado Avalanche. They'll take on the wild card two out of the Pacific seed, the Seattle Kraken, the first time in franchise history um, that they'll be making the playoffs. They uh, also, along with the Devils, had a really, really surprising season, um, and they they were a really, really scrappy team. They they hung in all year round, and uh, they made the playoffs this year. Good for them. Um, and I'm, you know, they, they, but you know, 
their their prize for for making the playoffs is taking on the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, who are just getting back um, a lot of players, um, w- with the exception of Gabe Landeskog. Unfortunately, he's going to be out for the year with a knee injury. But I, I read I was reading on Twitter today that uh, the Avalanche will have their full decor back healthy and. If you follow hockey, you know that that is a top three defensive core in hockey. If not the if not the best, they won the cup last year. Um, with that being said, I uh, we there's not much to say about Colorado. They're 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 loaded top to bottom. Uh, great, they have really good four lines. You know, McKinnon. They have St- McKinnon. They have Rantanen, who just went off this year, fifty five goals. That's probably the, one of the one of the sleepiest. Not sleepiest, but like it went so under the radar that he scored 55 goals. Um, you know, a really, really great player, Miko Ranton. And, and McKinnon had a hell of a year. He put up like 111 points and he only played like, what did he play? Like 68 games, 71 games, something crazy. He missed like 10 games and he still put up those numbers. Um, McKinnon's just an all world player. Um, they have some great guys. Uh, they, you know, Valerie Nychushkin had a hell of a playoff last year. Lekkinen had a great playoff. They have Comfer. Um, and then they made some deadline additions. They had they they got Lars Eller, who's a good bottom six forward. Um, they have New Hook on the on the fourth line. New Hook's a good player. Um, and then their defense is just just loaded. Um, you know they'll have McCarr back. They'll have uh, you know Devon Taves. They'll have Bowen Byram and uh, Gerard is good. Like they have some really really talented players um, that are coming back in. And I think I I don't know if Manson will be back. I don't know if um, Cogliano will be back. I think Cogliano will be in. He's a good playoff performer, but I really, really like this Colorado team. And then, and in net, they have uh former Rangers goalie, Alexander Georgiev. He finally got a shot to be a starter and, uh, did he not disappear? He had a great year. He had a uh, 37 wins. I believe he ended with, which was like the third or fourth most in hockey. Um, and he's kind of like the player, He's kind of like a Darcy Kemper. Um, like he, you know, Kemper obviously is not the best goalie, but he won a cup last year for Colorado. He made the saves that needed to, and and the defensive uh, core took care of what it needed to be. So, I uh, I definitely like this Colorado team. Again, they're they're so loaded. Yeah, um, I think the goalie. You're right. I think they Kemper just a maybe just a slightly above average goalie. And they still got it done. I'm not really worried about their goaltending because the team's really the defensive core, especially. Uh, you mentioned the names, just McCarr, Taves, best defensive uh, pairing in the league. Bone Bryan's a stud. Gerard Manson, great, great decor. Um, the Lance Kong injury is tough, for sure. It is. That's they're a worse team automatically now than they were last year, based off that. But you remember Natushkin last year in the playoffs? Of course. Fuck. Wow, jinx horse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they lose Kadri, which is tough. Uh, Comfer is uh, he's not he's he's kind of mid. Let's be honest, he's not. Yeah, he's mid. He's mid. Nothing special, but the McKinnon is a turns the Nate dog. He just turns into a different beast uh, in the playoffs, and he already is in the regular season. Lekkinen last year was one of their best players in the playoffs. He's still around. Ranton is obviously a stud. I like the Lars Ella pickup for them. Um, he was is a great third line center, just classic third line center. So I think Colorado, I'm gonna have them going far. Spoiler alert. I still think they're really good. Um they if they took if you took Landis Gogger off the team last year, I think they probably still win the cup easily. Uh they kind of ran through everybody like they did. Um so this year they were a little hurt, not as good as you thought they would be in the regular season, maybe a little bit of a hangover. 
But I think Nate Dog flips the switch. He wants he, he's not settled for one. He wants more. Absolutely. And uh kind of moving over to like who they're playing against, obviously. Uh the Seattle Kraken. And to describe this team, I'm looking at their roster and their line combinations right now. They're just a bunch of dudes. Like, and when I say dudes, like they may not have like a star player. But the, these guys are like a group of guys like who are probably a bunch of second and third line players who, when combined, like just like seem to mesh well together. Um, they're a really, really scrappy team. Um, and I, and I kind of, you know, they had a great regular season this year. What would you say? Say it again. Fast. Fast. Yes. Yeah. This year. You went to the Bruins cracking game. Yeah, yeah. And we played them at their place, and it was like we had to come back from like two goals down and went like six to five. They're fast. Yeah, so they're like a, just a bunch of dudes. They have Beniers, who obviously is probably going to win the Calder this year. Um, McCann, it was their leading scorer. He's he, he has a great shot. Um, you know, he, like l- listen to these guys, like Jordan Eberle, Jaden Schwartz, uh, Wenberg. Uh, they picked up Tolvanen off waivers from Nashville, and he scored like twenty goals this year. Um, in the middle of the year, it's just really strange. They have Yanni Gord, who's one of you know who won two cups with the Lightning. Um, Oliver Bjorkstrand, who has playoff experiences on those Columbus teams, especially the Columbus team that beat um that beat Tampa that one year. And then like the dude, a fourth line. This is their fourth line. Brandon Tanev, Ryan Donato, Daniel Sprong. That's not an awful fourth line. Like it, it's just to me, it's just a bunch of second and third line guys um throughout the lineup. And they uh they combined to be a decent team. And their de- their defensive pairings, Vince Dunn had a great year. He came over from St. Louis in the expansion draft. Really, really good player. Um, but they have guys like uh like Adam Larson, the trade is one for one. Um, they got Alexiak, who's just a big physical bruiser. They have Will Borgen, kind of just a good skater, uh, like like Carson Susie, kind of just like one another one of those guys, and then Justin Schultz, who uh was uh, he was kind of he's kind of a journeyman with Washington, Pittsburgh, Edmonton, whatever. Um, but but uh yeah, these guys are just like a it seems like Honestly, the, the word I would use is just average, but uh, somehow it works and they and they play. They're really, you know, they play scrappy. And, I, you know, I think they're I think, uh, you know, I think Colorado is going to win the series, but I don't think they're going to go down without a fight um, in net. Let's see. They have uh, is Jones hurt. No, he's going to play. Jones is going to play. I just looked. Um, so Jones is going to be the starting goalie and they have Grubauer as the backup. Um yeah, the goaltending in this series is not the best between Georgiev and Jones. It's not like a star-studded goalie matchup. But at the end of the day, I just got, obviously got to go to Colorado. They have just such a better lineup, more stars, more speed, more goal scoring. So I got Colorado in six, actually. I think Seattle's uh, going to fly below the radar. I think they're going to give them a, a hard series. Oh uh, Yeah, they easily could. I think they're very similar to the Vegas teams of uh, the first couple Vegas teams that were William Carlson and Riley Smith. Uh, just those guys who turned into really good players. Uh, they're fast. They're hard to play against. But in the playoffs, I looked to stars. And I looked at the defense, and I think Colorado's just way better at both of those things. I think they got more scoring up front. Um, I think the Seattle could give them fits with like matchups potentially. There's a lot of defensive minded guys on this forward core that that makes up for like I'd say they're pretty average defensive core. They could make up for it a little bit, but I think the 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 Seattle's fast, but I think the Colorado speed and their defense is just gonna overwhelm. I got them in five. I almost had a sweep because I feel like there's always at least one sweep, but I made it five. Um, 
So, yeah, I think I'm still a big believer in the Avalanche. Series price is Avalanche minus 280 uh, and Kraken plus 225. I didn't take either one of those. I was looking around trying to find some good value. And the best value I found for this is Avalanche win game one, Avalanche win the series parlay, only minus 118. I think that's not a bad price for that. Uh, oh, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's it's minus, it's almost minus 110. Like, it's just like, you know, it's just a standard bet on, you know, a Sunday football slate. So, um yeah, no, I, I like that pick too. I I, I don't see. Listen, I, I Seattle. Hopefully, maybe they'll, they'll get better in these upcoming years. They'll try to get a star or something like that. And who knows? Maybe Beniers will have time to develop and become even more of a great player. Um, but like I said, it's just not their time yet. Uh, so Abs again, we'll we'll have them rolling on to the second round. Um, that being said, we're gonna move on now. Move on to the Central. So the number two seed. Dallas Stars are going to be taking on the number three seed, Minnesota Wild. And uh, this series, I, I think it's um, pretty, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind me there, um, pretty interesting series because Minnesota was one of the hottest teams in hockey down the stretch. They played really, really well. They have a good team. But then again, I'm looking at this Dallas team and I'm, and I'm looking at my chops. I, I, uh, I'm I a big believer in this Dallas team. Yeah. I really, really think they're good. Um, up, you know, top to bottom of just such a balanced forward core. I really, really like them. And then even on the back end too, I, I think they have, you know, they have Suter on the back end who's experienced, but then they have the star defenseman with uh, Haskinen, Um, and they just have other guys. They have defensive guys um, and they just have dudes. And I, and I really like, I really like this, the way this team is co- constructed. Obviously they have uh, one of the, one of the best goalies in the year this year, in my opinion, in net Jake Ovinger. Um, just a fantastic, fantastic goaltender. Um, and I'm really, really liking this Dallas team. Yeah, I love the Dallas team too. Uh, something about them, I think they're just a good group. Robertson having a career year. Uh, Jamie Ben having a bounce back year. I feel like that story went a little bit underrated. I love Rupi Hints. He might be one of the most underrated players. So good. He's so good. He's on my fantasy player. team this year. He's so good. Your first line said some casuals but be like, who's this? Roop. Who's Roop? Roopy is really good. Uh, I like the Max Domi pickup. I think he's solid. Mason Marshman is a good third liner. Sagan on your third line. Yeah, he's he's not the player he was. He's not super old either. He could maybe turn it on. You don't know. Um, we still have Roddick Fox down there. And like you mentioned, the defense. I think Heiskin is great. Essel Lindell is a very underrated suitor bringing the uh, experience there in Ottinger. I think they're a great team. And I am not a believer in Minnesota. I, I wasn't last year. I picked the Blues to beat them in the first round for one reason only. Their center depth is definitely the worst out of the playoff teams. Do you agree? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over and look right now, and I'll just yeah, give so you my opinion. I'm pretty sure this is it. I don't think they have many injuries. Okay, they're missing. Okay. Who are they, they missing? They're missing Erickson Eck. Still, he's I don't even I he's coming back, but oh he, god, this center depth is terrible. Yeah, they had this same center depth last year. I'm surprised they haven't tried to go get a center. Erickson X, I think he's a good second liner. Really he's good second good. line center. Yeah, good second line center. So he'll probably be I don't know if he's their first guy. I think they put Hartman with Zuccarello and Kaprizov. Uh and then they go Erickson X and they got Frederick Rodreau and Connor DeWar slash Sam Steele. I, not a good center core. I'm a big, you have to have centers to win in this league, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, they, I think they got some good wingers. They got Kaprizov, obviously stud. 
Boldy has really picked it up. Goose Nyquist coming back for the playoffs. That could be good for them. Um, I don't really like their depth, though. Like Duhame, Reeves. Uh, good defense. Um, good defensive core. And goaltending, they're going with Gustafson over Flurry, which is interesting. Gustafson's um, been good, though. He's yeah. like, look at his numbers. They're fucking good. Yeah. Um, so maybe they got good uh, goaltending there. Uh, but I think Odger is better than both of these guys. Uh, yes. Obviously broke out last year in that series against Calgary. Um, I just don't think Minnesota has the horses up, up, up and down the middle of the ice. Yeah, and I'll tell you what too. I like. I I think this this is a pretty good take. Uh, you could you know feel free to disagree with me, but uh, going back to the stars and talking about uh, Robo Jason Robertson, I think he is probably the most underrated superstar in hockey. That guy is so fucking good. Like he is so good. Like, I, like I don't even, I I don't really feel like pulling up his numbers. If you if you have the numbers in front of me, like I, honestly I will because like that, this is how stats page up here. I'll get him. Yeah. See. Yeah. Like just read off what he did this year, dude. He is insane. He's the, the most underrated superstar. I don't think you. I like. I don't know if 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 you're a casual person, like you're gonna be like, who the fuck is this guy? Like Jason Robertson. Like he's a star. He's a legitimate star. Yeah, so he played all 82 games for the Stars this year. 46 goals, 63 assists, 109 points. Jesus. 37. He doesn't take a lot of penalties at all. Only had 20, uh, only uh, 10 penalties all season. Um, so yeah, over a point per game, obviously 1.3 points per game. Dude, he he's point. a star. Power point points, so he's gonna get you points when he's out there when it counts and. Yeah, so I, I I'm really big. Like I said, I'm really really big on this Dallas team, and I uh you know I'll, I'll share some of my thoughts after when we kind also, of. Also, I I also had a uh, I didn't see him on the lines, but this Ty Delandria guy, he has played all the games for them, and I thought he did like it was a little juice for them. He only had 28 points, but I thought he was a good depth piece for them. I thought I was been hearing that around. But, yeah, I mean, I, I could, I, you know, he's he's younger guy. He's a younger guy for sure. But um, I, I agree. I, I'm, I really like this Dallas team. I have, uh, I have Dallas and six. That's what I got. Yeah, I feel like I, I also do be check out the official. Oh, I had Dallas and seven here. Uh, really? Oh wow. So, but you, really, you you have I Minnesota just, taking I, up to seven? Yeah, I think Minnesota still has good qualities to them. I think we're kind of downplaying them a little bit. Their defense, of course, is very good. Spurgeon. Very underrated defenseman. They got Brodeen still. They got Dumba still. They got Middleton from last year. Guys they a have banger. Klingberg, who is probably their fourth best defenseman, and he's good for a power play. He's questionable for game one. Yeah, so he's. I know he's out right now. So we'll see about that. I still think they have good guys up up and down the wings though. Um, and I Dallas, Dallas isn't like the we're, we were kind of stroking them off there. No spit, no loop, sandpaper finish. Yeah. <laughs> they do have some flaws too. They're not like they don't have like a lot of scoring. Like the Robertson fi- figured it out for him a little bit and Pavelski, but like I don't know if their depth scoring is really going to be all that all the time. Uh, but I still think they're going to win the series. I had it in seven because I think it could be unpredictable. Uh, series prices here quickly. Stars minus one thirty eight, Wild plus one fifteen. So it is pretty close. I didn't like anything. Because I do think it may go wild. And Dallas could win in five. I think they could also win in seven. They could also lose. So the I only just I took them straight up minus one thirty eight. I didn't. Sounds really good. 
I didn't really like anything. Yeah. And moving on to the uh, the last series in the West, it'll be the uh, the number two seeded Edmonton Oilers taking on the number three seeded um, Los Angeles Kings in the Pacific Division rematch of last year's uh, battle. Uh, I believe that went seven games as well, right? Did that go seven? It did. It did. So a rematch. And uh, listen, this this Kings team got better this year, but so did the fucking Oilers. And let me tell you something: Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Evander Kane, Zach Hyman, who will stand in front of the net and just tap in pucks. Um, and then on the back end, the big probably one of the biggest additions at the trade deadline. You know, obviously there's you know the Kane Tarasenko dude. Matthias Ekholm was one of the best decisions the Edmonton Oilers ever made. That guy's an actual lockdown defenseman. Um, really, really good. Um, and I I I'm gonna stroke off this this freaking Oilers team. Because I uh, I have them going really really far in the playoffs. They're a really really good team. And when you have the probably you know what's gonna be the greatest player of our generation um, playing for them, it makes it even better, like more entertaining to watch. I uh, I really really love this Oilers team. Um, their power play is clicking at a historic rate, above thirty three percent. You hardly see that, um, and you can understand why with the talent that they have. Um, you look at their goaltending. Stuart Skinner was an all-star this year. He'll get Calder votes as for rookie of the year. Um, you know, I and the thing was coming to the year, I knew this Oilers team would be a lot better. My preseason prediction um was Rangers Oilers in the cup. And I I was like, oh, you know, the Oilers got better. They signed Jack Campbell to a five million dollar deal. He was pretty good in Toronto last year. Well, he shit the bed, he sucked. But little did I know that, you know, someone would come and 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 backstop him pretty well. And that was Stuart Skinner. Such a great goalie this year. Um, actually, not great, but he he was good. He was really really good. He's an all star goalie this year. So, uh, with that being said, I uh, you know they're playing the LA Kings, who are a, a really really strong team as well. They're they're more of a defensive minded uh, defensive minded team. Uh, like right right Rick, would you say they're more defensive minded team? Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But they have some guys, you know. They got Kopitar yeah, still. No, it's quiet. I think I'm a little scared of uh, Edmonton being the sexy pick. Um, I think they kind of turned into that as people are starting to roll in their predictions, and they deserve to be picked out of the West because the West is wide open, and they have obviously two of the best players in the league at the top of their lineup. But I'm a little scared about that. I think this could be a sneaky LA upset. I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to pick it, but I do have Edmonton in the seven. Look at this uh, L.A. team. Uh, Kevin Fiala, great trade for them in the offseason. Hansi Kopitar still doing his thing. Philip Deneau, you look at those two centers, two of the best defensive centers in the league. Lockdown. Are, are their top two centers. And so it's uh, great for them. Quentin Byfield uh, hasn't really lived up to his hype yet. Uh, he was with the Lafreniere draft, correct? Yeah, he was the second overall second pick. Second overall pick. Wasn't this guy who went third to stud or my – yeah, Timmy Stew. <laughs> Stew, yeah. So I think Fuck. Timmy Stew. Fuck. I'd rather have Timmy Stew right now. Um, I'd rather have Timmy Stew over the guy who won first too. <laughs> really? Oh, interesting. Um, I mean, have you seen what he did this year? I, I mean, the guy is—he's really, really good. <laughs> I think it's probably pretty unanimous. He was the best player coming out of that draft. Yeah. So um, it's still early though, guys. Are still yeah. No, it is. I'm not saying Lafreniere won't be. Um, well, because we have to see. He's only twenty, twenty-one. But listen, like Timmy Stew is really, really good. Yeah, um, 
So Byfield is in their lineup. We'll see. I mean, he's hasn't really lived to the hype there so far. Um, I still like their secondary pieces. Arvidsson, people forget about him. He's a pretty good scorer. Could put up 20 goals a year. Uh, Kempe, uh, I follow. I, I don't, Arthur Kaliev is a good prospect who's been starting to get into the lineup. I like their forward core. I don't think it's nearly as good as Edmonton, obviously, if you, especially how top heavy Edmonton is. Um, but I do think they could maybe match up well. I mean, we, they took them to seven last year. They're only better this year. Um, I just don't really like their decor though. I, I get it. They have some guys that like are kind of under the radar. Like there's no, does people really know about Matt Roy and Mikey Anderson and Sean Dursey. Sean Dursey is actually pretty good, Sean but it's good. I, I feel like they go under the radar. No, do you I feel like they a hundred percent? No one talks about these guys on, on a regular basis. They're not like flashy guys, but um, the thing with me is, is their goaltending. I they're going to be playing Phoenix Copley in net, um, and jo- who knows? They could even platoon. They have Corpusal as the backup, but I think Copley will be the starter. He played well down the stretch, but to me, that's like it's a little. Eh. Um, and for me, I like I said, I really really like this Oilers team. I have the honestly, I don't. I'm going to say Oilers in seven, but I think that it, it's very very possible that the Oilers could beat them in six. Like it's just six or seven for me because I think. LA is a really, really pesky team. Like you said, they can they can lock down when they need to because they because you know of who their centers are and just kind of the identity of the team. So I think they uh they're gonna give Edmonton a run, but I think the Oilers are just gonna overcome them just because of sheer firepower. What do you think? Yeah, I think it comes down to that too, but I, I wouldn't count out the Kings here. Um Oilers, obviously, last year they showed a little bit of a choky vibe against the Kings. And then they eventually pulled through. I think wasn't it in overtime? Yeah, in overtime. Yeah, so that was a very close series. But McDavid, it's this is his time. This is his team. This is the best team he's ever had, right? Yeah. Especially when they because they finally maybe have some competent defense, and that was always like their um their uh Achilles heel. And I I don't know. Do we know about Skinner yet in the playoffs? No, it's no Mike Smith back there uh, last year, and they somehow still got to the conference finals. So I also have Oilers in seven. They are minus 230, uh, while the Kings are plus 188. I didn't take either of those. I did take um, exact score, I believe, yes. It's just the go-to-seven games. No okay. Matter. Edmonton, uh, LA, go-to-seven, plus 210. And I think this is stealing. Most series-leading goal scorer, McDavid, plus 300. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I guess you could make an argument dry side. The other guys, I guess I could pull them up. Oh, here we go. McDavid plus 300, dry side plus 550, Kepe, then Fiala. And then it gets, you know, obviously it gets into the guys who are like plus three. Yeah. I, 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 I those are some, I, I think David, I uh, make David uh, plus 300. 63 goal score, whatever it was, 64. Yeah. Uh, plus 300 to score the most goals when it matters the most. I'm taking those odds. I'm, I like that pick. I like it too. It's Connor McDavid, you know. Yeah. Um. So moving on, that so that wraps up the series talk. And, and now I kind of want to ask you, what about the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals? Who are your two picks? I'll yeah. give you mine after. Yeah. So I had Bruins Tampa uh, in the second round. I have Bruins prevailing. Tampa kind of owns us, but I think it's the Bruins year. Uh, injuries catch up to Tampa, and we we saw Vasilevsky there. I had uh, Hurricanes and Rangers on the other side. It's again injuries. Uh, Rangers are just healthy and they're ready to go and a better goaltender. I'm taking Bruins Rangers in the East final. 
and I have the Bruins winning. I'm sorry, I do. Um, and over in the West, I had Avalanche over Stars in the semis. I think the Avalanche, I'm a big believer, and I have Edmonton over Vegas, and I have Colorado over Edmonton in the West final. So it sets up a Bruins Avalanche Cup final. Okay, I mean that's just that's pretty it's pretty good. I mean, like I I think no one's gonna argue with that. You know, it could that could very well happen. So I this is kind of where I'm gonna shock the world a little bit. So for me, that means it would set up a a Rangers Islanders second round, um, which would be yeah. fuck God fucking hell. I mean, you go it, for the Devils, and then you go for the Islanders. Yes, and then I got so it would be um, Devils Islanders. Uh, no, excuse me, Rangers Islanders. Um, and then it would be. Bruins Lightning. I got the Rangers being the Islanders, and I got the Bruins being the Lightning. So I have the same Eastern Conference final as you, Rangers Bruins. Um, on the West, I got Edmonton beating Vegas. And then this is where I shocked the world. I'm a big believer in Dallas. I got Dallas upsetting uh, Colorado. I I think the, I think the goaltending, and I think the uh for me at least i think i think dallas will be able to keep up with uh the scoring and i think they could keep on the back end they could keep up with colorado's offense so i think it's very very possible so that means it would be edmonton dallas um for the western conference final and then for me i'm taking the rangers and i'm going with my pre my preseason prediction i said it from the very beginning it's rangers oilers in the uh the uh the stanley cup final and I, you know, I, I assume so you might as well say what you think the Bruins are going to win. Yeah, I, I have to. I don't. I never really pick them to win. Like, oh, break the bracket challenge, pick the Bruins to win every year. No, uh, I had them losing to the Hurricanes last year. Um, so I, it's not really a. I guess it is biased, but it's not like I always do. I think this is the year. Might as well pick the Bruins. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's kind of like what I'm going to say too. Like, I, I for the Rangers, this is the best roster I've ever seen. Um, and the thing is, I know the path um, is a lot harder for the Rangers, but I think this is if all the teams that I've seen, I've watched a ton of hockey um, for a long time. This is the team that can do it. And I'm I'm really, really uh, confident in this team. I, I think there's still a whole nother level that this team is going to get to during the, the postseason. And that's why I think like the with the Rangers Devils series, kind of just going back to it for a second. If the, the Rangers need to play physical against that team, they are, the Devils are not a very physical team. They're fast. You put bodies on them. You rough them up in the corners. You put bodies on them in the open ice. Make them work, you know, physically. I don't think that the Devils will be able to will be able to hang with us. I really do. Um, you know, I, obviously, I still have it going six, so I do think the Devils will win a game or two. But uh, the Rangers have to play physical. And with that being said, for me, if, if you know. Rangers Bruins, eh, that would be an epic clash between two really loaded rosters, and I think any any team could win it. Um, it's just for me. I, obviously, I'm going to take my Rangers this year. I, I like the forward group. I like the defense group. I like our goalie, and I'm sure you would think you you know you would say the same. So it, it, it that's what it is. You know, it's it, obviously we're we're both kind of being you know homers, but like it, we we both believe in our squads this year. It is what it is. Like it. You know, like you said, you had the historic year this year where, you know, they couldn't lose. The team could not lose this year. And uh, why wouldn't you believe in them to go all the way? You know, I'm, I'm not a big believer in the jinx. Like, I know the President's Trophy jinx, like it's been a thing. But like, listen, the Rangers in 2015, they won the President's Trophy. They were one game away from the Stanley Cup final. Um, I don't think it's because they won the President's Trophy. <laughs> Is that the reason why they lost? Um 
So I think you know it's very possible for the Bruins to to easily win this year, you know, as they proved all all year long that they've been the best team wire to wire. But uh, with that being said, yeah. So I got Rangers winning the Cup. You got Bruins. Um, any other comments? What do you what do you th- do? We have uh, any other anything else you want to talk about? What do you think? Um, I want I, I just wanted to mention Bruins versus Rangers exact Eastern matchup. They have that available, which is pretty cool. Yeah, combos plus nine hundred. It's not the favorite. It's the third favorite behind Bruins Canes and then Bruins Devils. So that's interesting. Okay. Um, so th- those are kind of fun bets I was looking at. But what I wanted to say is how would you rank the series in terms of like how excited you are to just watch them for like how good the teams are and um, like the playoff atmospheres that will be. In- okay. Yeah, like, that, that's a good, that's a good atmosphere thing. So, yeah. You, okay, yeah, I'll go right now. So I for me, yeah, for me, Rangers Devils is one. Um, just a great series um between the rivals. Uh number two, I would go with the Leafs Lightning. I'm so interested if the Leafs can finally climb the mountain and get by the first round. It, it's intriguing to me. Um, number three, I'm thinking um I would say um I would say Bruins Panthers number three. Really? Yeah, I, I you know, I'm just kind of more honestly, I'm more interested because of like just because of the fact that I've watched so much Bruins hockey this year. I'm just curious if they can just get by the just get by pretty easily or whatever. Still think it's a good matchup. Um, Florida's not an awful team. Four, I would go Oilers Kings. Uh five, I would go um Dallas, Minnesota. Um six, I would go. Who who do I got left? I, so I'm putting the Islanders at last. That's all I'm going to say because that series, I t- like we kind of talked Colorado about. Colorado series, you got Vegas. Who's v- Vegas? Play? Oh, so I'd play, I play. I would do Colorado Kraken. I would do Vegas Winnipeg. Okay. And yeah. then the Islanders like, last. That series doesn't get you going, or it's just because they're I, always, I, pretty good. You know what? Put 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 the Vegas series ahead of Winnipeg uh, ahead of the Colorado series. So Colorado second to last. Islanders are last. Um. Vegas is sixth. I I like the Winnipeg Whiteout. I like Winnipeg. Um, they're a big hockey city, despite it being one of the smaller cities in Canada in terms of major cities. Um, so that's kind of where, where I'm at. I you know what about you? Yeah, I would say I'm similar. I mean, as an outsider, I could say the Bruins Panthers is definitely not the the A one series. I no, but it's, it's what four? I said four. I think I put it at. I put yeah. it four. So I think from outside, I'll do it from like an outsiders, and I'm an overall NHL fan. I, I think I'm taking uh, Devils Rangers really gets the blood pumping. I think it's that rivalry being back. I think the Devils have a good crowd when it comes to the playoffs. They do. I listen. I bust their balls, but I, there will be a ra- lot of Ranger fans there. Let's yeah, just yeah. let's just be honest though. Yeah, there, there's going to be a ton of, ton of like five times the size um, as the Devils, which is just geo geographics. Uh, yep. All there. So I think that's gonna be awesome. Tampa Bay, Toronto, definitely number two on the list. Uh, just for that, I mean, those two teams are great. They play great games against each other. This match has been set for a while. There's bad blood there. Uh, Toronto is kind of a wine and cheese crowd uh, in terms of the atmosphere, but you know the the real fans are very passionate in the square and stuff like that. Uh, number three, uh, this is probably where I took Bruins. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good series. 
Something about the Bruins uh, rink, too. I, I'm not trying to be biased, but it's very bright in there. So I think it gets you more engaged. <laughs> it's very bright. I mean, very bright. Got a good, it's a good fan base, too. Let's just be honest. Come on. Yeah. So the Florida fan base, though, I think that's going to be more. Snooze. <laughs> it's going to be more but, Bruins fans there. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that's to be. I'm ex- Obviously, I'm personally excited for that series. Um, over on the West, series that I'm most excited for, I don't know. LA in the playoffs kind of bore the fuck out of me. That stadium and it's dark and it's 1030 and they're wearing all black jerseys. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't really give me a pop. I know McDavid's going to be on the ice, but that's not, if I'm between, picking between that and let's say the Vegas series. I'm more excited about the Vegas series. I think those two fan bases are going to pop uh, and they're going to be a more intense games. I think I'm excited. My favorite player in the NHL is Jack Eichel. And I haven't seen them play in the playoffs yet, so I'm very excited for that. So I'll, I guess I'll put Vegas as the number one series I'm excited for in the West. Uh, Dallas, uh, I'm also excited for. I think they have a good, good fan base. Wouldn't you say in the playoffs? I think it's underrated. Minnesota, yeah, no, yeah. Minnesota obviously does because they're the state of hockey. Uh, then I'd put Colorado. I'm putting Edmonton, LA last in the West. Is what I'm saying. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going seven. Uh, I don't know. Something about the Kings in the playoffs don't really get me going. I mean, obviously, it doesn't get me going here. I hear that horn like from <laughs> Martinez. Fuck, yeah, like God. Fuck. The only thing, the only thing about that Vegas Winnipeg series that has Leah Hextall written all over it, dude. Is she? There's no way she gets a playoff game. Yeah, she does. She got Calgary series versus God. Dallas. It, dude. I. Her father just got fired too. Like, dude, yeah. she's she, dude. You have to sack her. She, there's no reason why she should be doing an NHL get, playoff she's game. She's gonna get a West Coast series. She's gonna get one of them. And I, I mean, she would the Vegas one. I mean, it's Winnipeg, and then it's uh, maybe she gets the Colorado. No, Colorado's too good for her. Uh, that Colorado series, I'm interested to see how how good the Seattle fan base is too. Uh, let's see if they're getting fired up. Uh, and then last, Carolina, New York, but I like that style of hockey. So I'm I, I'm interested in all the series. I'm going to watch them all, obviously. Yeah, no, obviously. And this is a great time. Like I can't wait for tomorrow night, even though I, I don't got my squad playing tomorrow night. Oh, God, it's going to be on the couch for Jeez. fucking five hours, whatever it is. Obviously, you're going to be at the game. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, dude, no, like just going back real quick, the Leah Hextall thing, they can't put her on a game. Dude. <laughs> it's like nails on a chalkboard. Like it's that bad. What, um, do, you, what do you think about just the overall – so obviously the NBC switch was last. Uh, this is the second year. TNT you know, is solid. TNT is solid for hockey. It really is. I like. It, it's like you know how like they have like the uh, like the Chuck Barkley and Shaq for like the in between the periods. I like how they're kind of doing that now with like Biz and like they have Gretz Gretzky on. Um, they have Yans on. Yeah, like they like they have good personalities. Um, you know the. Honestly, the only guy that's kind of a bore to me is Anson Carter. Like he's just like, I don't know, he's just a bore to me. He, he's a good guy, he's just a bore. Um, but yeah, no. I, so I'm looking, and, and then ESPN. Listen, Sean McDonough. Like I heard his voice. <laughs> I hate Ray Ferraro, but Sean McDonough's good. Ray Ferraro is fucking annoying. Um, but Sean McDonough screaming in my ear is hilarious. Like he swallows the mic. Bastard! Oh, hate him. Yeah, the Heedle one where he just swallows the microphone. It's it's pretty funny, but it, dude, listen, it, I, I think I miss NBC. That's just what I, it is. That's yeah, what I grew I, up on. Doc, I was reading a book today. I was reading Dale Arnold's book, who was a Bruins guy. Um, 
he was the nesting guy before Edwards, and he also he now he does the intermission. Um, I was reading his book on the plane, and he got to share a booth with Doc Emmerich when they were with the Maine Mariners. And I was just, <laughs> yeah, so Doc Emmerich's the goat legend, the best. Um, we miss him, but I think Sean McDonough's great. I, I'm no, he's good. Him. He's good. I think McDonough's going to get the Bruins series at least to start when we're on ESPN tomorrow night. Yeah, I think you guys probably get Kenny Albert. We'll get Kenny. Kenny's one of my favorites. Shout out Kenny. Um, I I'm, I pre-ordered his book already. Um, he's one of my favorite uh people in the business. He's uh he's called you know every sport, every major like big four sport. Um, he's called some big games, and obviously he's just very very passionate for hockey. He has uh the Ranger games kind of built into his schedule on radio and. He's just the, you know, I've always, you know, Kenny's just really, really respected, especially in the New York metropolitan area. Um, so I'm looking forward to at least, you know, I, I can't watch MSG because I'm not at home. That's what it'd usually be on. So I can't hear Sam Rosen fucking up like the players' names or whatever. But um <laughs> oh God, I just made myself laugh. Laugh. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It all it all starts tomorrow. Um, and I'm just hoping, you know, I'm I am hoping for a Bruins Rangers uh matchup. Uh, I think that would be definitely very, very fun, especially between the new cities, uh, between the two cities, excuse me, because I, I just think Boston, New York for hockey, their original six, but like, dude, we're not really rivals. Let's just face it. Right. You have Montreal and, uh, you know, we have the Islanders, we have the devils, like we're not rivals really. So it's like, it would be cool to renew, uh, something between the two cities, obviously with, you know, with baseball, um, being the, the big rivalry between the two cities. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, dude. A huge, huge, huge couple of weeks coming up, um, and I'm I can't wait. You know, got any more comments? No, it's the best time of year, baby. Fire it up! Yeah. So I I just want before uh before we uh you know we end here, I I want to thank obviously Ricky for coming on again, uh, first recurring guest in the podcast history. Thanks for you know for coming on talking playoff hockey, the best sport for playoffs. It's not close. Um. So, uh, with that being said, in terms of for future episodes, like I said, I, I wanted to get uh, Will Vasilios and Donnie Zika on here um, to talk a little bit about uh, you know our travel um, plans for the summer and kind of what we did abroad and uh, give some you know for people looking out there. To, I know this is a big summer for uh, a lot of us who are graduating. A lot of us are going to be going overseas and just you know kind of having having a ball in Europe. So I, I think um, you know the two guys I'd be having on they're they're really well versed in that. So I'm going to try to get them on for next episode. It won't be, uh, it'll be next week for sure. Cause I know Zeke is finally back. So, um, just be on the lookout for that. With that being said, thanks for, uh, for joining in and listening in, uh, on, on this week's episode of off the cuff. I am Gavin O'Grady and I'm, uh, I'm signing off.